Hello and welcome to Pro Wrestling Podcast by me, Seth Hamill. Today we will be discussing the life of Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior was undoubtedly one of the most popular and iconic wrestlers the WWE has ever seen. One-time WWF champion, two-time Intercontinental champion and WWE Hall of Famer, he should definitely go down as one of the most successful wrestlers of all time. On April 8, 2014, we were met with some shocking news. At 5.50pm, Ultimate Warrior was walking to his car outside a hotel in Arizona when he collapsed, clutching his chest. He was rushed to hospital, where he was pronounced dead at age 54. Later, an autopsy revealed that Warrior died a natural death caused by a cardiovascular disease and more immediately a heart attack. A few days ago, I was reading Bret Hart's autobiography. I will now read a section from the book which completely changed my opinion on Ultimate Warrior. I got to see exactly what kind of champion Warrior was during a show in Omaha. Propped up on a stretcher, a few feet outside the dressing room, was a make-a-wish kid who looked to be down to his last few hours. There was not a hair left on his head, and not even his Warrior face paint could mask his sad eyes. Sickly pale and barely breathing through a ventilator tube, the boy wore a purple warrior t-shirt and green and orange tassels tied around his biceps. His mother and father, and an older brother and sister were with him, patiently waiting for the promised encounter with the ultimate warrior. I bent over to say hello, as did all the other wrestlers on the way to the dressing room. It was odd, but there was warrior, actually sitting with us. He usually kept himself in his private dressing room. By the time the third match started, a WWF public relations rep poked his head in and politely asked Warrior if he was ready to meet the dying boy. Warrior grunted, In a fucking minute, I'm busy. I thought to myself, Busy doing what? Talking to a bunch of guys you can't stand anyway. As the night wore on, the family waited just outside the dressing room door, the boy hanging on to his dying wish to meet his hero. As I was returning to the dressing room after my match, I was relieved to see that they weren't there anymore. I assumed the kid's wish had come true. Warrior's entrance music played while Jim and I quickly showered in hopes of beating the crowd out of the building. We'd have to hurry since Warrior never went over ten minutes. We dressed, grabbed our bags and took off. As we rounded the corner down a backstage ramp, we came upon the boy and his weary family who had been moved there as not to get in the way of Warrior's entrance. I thought, that lousy piece of shit. He made them wait all night, unable to summon the compassion to see this real little warrior. Hogan, Randy, and countless others, including Andre, never hesitated to take the time to meet a sick, dying kid. My disgust for warrior magnified a thousand times. To me, he was a coward, a weakling, and a phony hero. After I read this, I was compelled to do a little bit of research on warrior. Ultimate Warrior had a short-lived career in motivational speaking, in which he said a few controversial things. In a speech at the University of Connecticut, he pronounced, Queering doesn't make the world work. He then went on to explain, if everyone was a homosexual, the human race would die out. When a woman at the speech questioned him on his homophobic views, Warrior replied, Don't have an orgasm, honey. Does this guy seem like a person for kids to look up to? 
Wait, there's more. Not only is Warrior homophobic and sexist, he is also racist. When an Iranian student asked a question at one of his speeches, Warrior told the student to get a towel. Also, at another speech, he played a video of him ripping an Iraqi flag to pieces. This is the hero that was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame a few months ago. This is the guy that the WWE paid tribute to on the Raw following his death with a lengthy video package. Where was Viscera's video package? As far as I know, Big Daddy V was never sexist, racist, or homophobic, but all he got was an image that flashed on screen for a few seconds. I have no idea why the WWE would choose to pay tribute to a man who bullied so many with his hurtful words. The WWE is watched by people all over the world, which includes many women and gay people who might also be fans of the Ultimate Warrior. Unfortunately, he wasn't a fan of them. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Check later for more.